<laughs> hey everyone, welcome to season two, episode 28 of Belgarian and Beyond. This is a show where we explore magical reality through fiction, uh, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgarian series of books by David Eddings. This season we're reading book two, Queen of Sorcery. And today we're diving into chapter 27. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I'm a meditation teacher, an indie author and publisher, and I'm here with my partner, Alicia. Hi. Hi, I'm Alicia. I am also an author and a story guy. And this chapter has me very, very giddy today. <laughs> I feel a little bit more silly than usual. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But first, how we'll go into Polgara's Cup. Talk about what's in our potion this week. How are you? What's in your cup? I'm good. Um, my cup is, is lavender tea. Uh, Have, oh, you ever had just... Have you ever had lavender tea? Yeah, lavender and chamomile tea. Oh, is it nice? It's really good. Well, so good. You and me it. together. We are lavender and chamomile today. Ah, oh, that's right. It's a uh, been a very calm and relaxing week. I was trying to remember anything like majorly that happened I needed to share. The only thing is what I'll share at the end. Mm -hmm. But first, it's just been like a lot of self-forgiveness and forgiving others in my life, accepting life as it is, um, and loving where I am and who I am. You know what I love about that whole statement? The oh fact my. that you started it with, oh, I just, and then did all <laughs> of these really epic things. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. It was um, the fact that I realized, I don't think I've talked to you about this yet. I was my other friend, Ella. <gasps> I, I don't know something. Yes. <laughs> that I, uh, the reason I was still, I felt myself spiraling again a little bit, like going through the cycle I was going through last year. Yes. I think we did talk a little bit about it. Yeah. And I figured out the reason is because I am still, or I came back to, I should say, um, letting other people's opinions about what I'm, about what I should be doing, influence what I'm doing yeah. instead of um, trusting myself. Yeah. And that's, that's fine, you know, cause it's not, they're just trying to help, yeah. but I, uh, I I had to forgive myself for that. At first, I was almost started beating myself up for it, but I I'm caught so myself. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm so, so proud of you. And that's not a trite statement. Like you have, right. you have sort of caught on to this so much faster than you did last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was literally like a couple weeks of it happening, yep. and I, then I'm like, wait, yeah, why am I starting to feel like I did before? <laughs> and I said I do I will not go down that path again um so what I've had to do is just um 
I don't even know what I didn't do anything. I just kind of accepted and then let it go. I can see like knowing you, I can see that that would involve just that little process. There's that little word just again would involve quite significant, like soft accountability and holding yourself gently. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a big deal for you. Cause that's really hard. Yeah, it is. The thing too, um, I, I went cause, um, that, the program I'm going to be starting teaching weekly in as a leader it starts mm-hmm. next week. We had another live like in-person meeting here in San Diego on Saturday. It's the mm-hmm. one where I s- did my speaking at last month. Yep. And so it was in that, cause this woman is amazing. I think she's, a, she's doing amazing work. I love being around her. She's got good energy. Um, and she was teaching about something with business related. And it was in that moment like she gave me some amazing though, like resonating moments where I was like, holy shit. Like that was the answer I've been trying to figure out myself. And she just handed it to me right there, you know, um, which is different than me. Like thinking I have to listen to every word she's saying and apply it to what I'm doing. Correct. You know? And so I had that moment during those six hours we were there together. Um, so that was really cool. And the other really cool thing that happened though that I'm super excited about is while we were there, she just like threw this out like, yeah, I have I have free tickets to Tony Robbins' birthday party if you want to come with me. It's in LA this coming Saturday. And I was thinking, hmm, that would be a really good place to like connect with some awesome people who are on the level I want them to be on mm-hmm. to talk to what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to go. And so she sent me the contact of the lady that had the free tickets. I literally just messaged her on Facebook. She sent me the link and I got my ticket. So I'm going to go to Tony Robbins' birthday party on Saturday evening. It's, it's pretty cool. I've never seen him live. I don't really follow his work. Honestly. I don't follow. I, I, I do not jive with the Robbins. Yeah. So... I just thought it would be a fun experience to like yeah, totally. put myself out there with um, whoever his, cause this is going to be a bunch of his audience who has enrolled yeah. in like his high level programs. Yeah. So they're obviously people who are looking for something mm-hmm. deeper and maybe they're still looking. So hopefully yeah. like at the very least, you'll have some really interesting interactions and conversations yeah. hopefully. Yeah, it should be. Look at you Social, putting was, yourself in the in out in the middle of things and where you have to talk and like actual people in front of you and shit. That's kind of huge. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 exciting. I've been doing some good podcast interviews too, where I'm being interviewed. Yeah, have you and done more? Yeah, I did one this morning. It went really good. Like the the girl I was talking with, uh, her name is Sarah, and she has like a mindset business. She talks Mm -hmm. about mindset. So when I took the mindset to the deeper level of like how you and I talk about it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, she was just kind of blown away by the whole thing and how I related to fiction and that. So it's just cool to see people reacting. Fantastic. Where are you, where are they finding you? The podcast? um... I went into a couple of Facebook groups I'm a part of that are for like business women or women who are doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and I just said like 
uh, this is what I do. I'm looking to spread my message. I want to be interviewed on podcasts. Does anybody here have a podcast they're looking for guests on? And well I got done. three responses out of that. Yeah. You know, I did one last week. And then my friend, she just sent me a link to a, a Facebook group that's specifically for speakers and podcasters to mm -hmm. come together and meet each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm about to go in there and do my post in there too. To get What's the name more. of that group? <clears throat> I'm in one. Look it up. I'm in one speakers hub or something. That might be it. I just, well, I just sent the request. I don't know if I got in there yet. Oh, if I'm not in there yet, it won't show me here. No matter, doll. No matter. I'm just being yeah. nosy. I don't remember the name. We well, had yeah, a fantastic week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's oh, been really good. Brilliant. How's your week been? Uh, let me just think. I'm kind of I'm kind of hyper focused on today. This week, this week, this week. Let me think. I've had a good week. I've had a great day. Um, that's good. In my potion. As I mentioned earlier, it's warm. It's a warm chamomile infusion. Yeah, I woke up to big fat snowflakes outside in the dark. You know, it's pre-dawn, mm -hmm. and I was just oh, that quiet. Big puffy flakes falling, and I didn't think we'd get snow uh, this year, this season, because it would. The seasons are just just turning, just starting to turn. All the buds are starting to come out on everything right. and all of a sudden we have snow and apparently we're going to get some more tomorrow it's all gone now like it's, it came and it had a really lovely big coating and then it just melted really yeah that looks just, like a lot of snow yeah it's, it's gone. Like, gone that's totally gone it's like a few patches of ice slushy stuff uh -huh. um but the rest of it has gone but apparently it's going to snow again tomorrow so that's nice um wow. and it was so beautiful because there's all of this stillness this like a last sinking down into stillness before spring starts it's mad you know popping through with all the buds on the trees and stuff <laughs> and i went to bed last night i got all of got my yoga clothes out i sat down even and did a, a tarot reading for myself because i miss yoga so much I haven't done it for months and I don't know if you remember the last time I did it I was so excited but then my hip flared up and I couldn't do yeah. anymore and yeah. I was so sad because I really really enjoy that strong feeling that I get when I'm like I hold myself yeah. in a plank and I you know stretch into the poses and I just I miss that feeling and but I found uh so it's the same yoga instructor that I did my last session with who I had just found and I was so super excited and then I did a session and my hip fled up and that was that so I only ended up doing the one session with her when Melissa West Melissa West I think she's called she has a YouTube channel she's in Canada and and I just so so wanted to and so I sat down and did a, did a tarot reading fully expecting the universe to tell me, look, just stop. If I can stop, you're going to hurt yourself. Just go and find <laughs> something else. And I didn't. It said, yep, it's time. Because I know the, the, 
the specific question I was asking was about a yin yoga class that she, that and I've never done yin yoga before and I was specifically asking about this class and I was yep yep and it was all really positive I'm like oh okay oh okay that's exciting yeah 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 mm-hmm. and then I came up here this morning at like it was half past five got up snowing stillness had a shower came upstairs started the video and realized that I needed a strap. Well, I didn't need one, but it was recommended to have a strap for this session. I'm like, shit, I don't have a strap. And I was still in that lovely, like, early morning brain, you know, where nothing's kind of mm-hmm. distracting you, me, you know, yeah, still yeah. in that quiet, everything's quiet outside, everything's still kind of quiet in my head. I don't have that loud voice telling me things and yet. And I just, instead of sitting here and pouting or deciding that, no, I don't have enough time to do it. I don't know what I'll make a strap out of. I don't have a bathrobe belt or whatever. I just got up and I went over to the pair of jeans that I had always intended to cut up to make a yoga strap, an old pair of jeans. And I just, <laughs> so I cut, I cut up half of a leg and tied them together and, wow. and I did my yoga session and holy crap. It's the best yoga session I've done for ages. My legs, my hips just feel yummy. And I don't know if you've ever done yin yoga, have you? No, I haven't. So it's about, it's all about relaxing the connective tissue. Mm. And, and uh, it was really interesting. She described, she likened it to wearing braces, you know, that really yeah. slow, slow, shifting gentle allowing gravity to kind of do its work there's no forcing there's no stressing you just hold the position and you hold it for much longer than you would in a another yoga session where you're working the muscles and the joints and that kind of thing it was beautiful it was so good I'm so glad I did it yeah that's good it's yoga can't be bad for your body you know I think you were just at a place in your life then where there was other things going on well I think the right kind you need I needed to find the right fit right it's like anything I just was the 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 yoga that worked for me before doesn't work for me now because my body is different and needs different things yeah and we sent the wedding invitations out yesterday so that's fun (laughs) it's coming up close huh two months got all mark i've got the dress there got the shoes my jacket arrived today you'll have to show me your dress sometime maybe maybe you can put your little your phone in the back of the room and like zoom me into the ceremony (laughs) (laughs) oh that would be i'm just kidding it's probably going to be while I'm sleeping anyways. Oh, I'll just send my yes energy. Send your love. So that's fun. Yeah. It's that's exciting. been my week and, and my girls are great and I'm happy. Good. So we've had good weeks all, all around. Yes. Has Garyon had a good week is my next question. <laughs> What's Garyon's view? I suspect Gary is not having a great week. (laughs) 
No, I don't think so. Um, so this chapter, he he wakes up in like I forget the word they used to describe. They're like corridors, dark, wet uh, stone hallways. He's surrounded by enemies are carrying him, and they take him eventually to Salmisra, who um, obviously that's a powerful moment to see her for the first time after we've heard about her. And he has an interesting encounter with her. He's not sure how to feel about it. And um, by the end of the chapter though, he's very uneasy about everything that's taken place in there and the good thing is though, it seems that the dry voice is suddenly like on his side big time to mm -hmm. help him get out of this mess. Yep. Yep. That is the chapter indeed, indeed. Mm -hmm. So now we go into Wolf's Wisdom where we talk about the chapter much more in depth and pick it apart a little bit and talk about what we think about things and get very opinionated and stuff. Yeah, this one's gonna be good. <laughs> uh, it, I just felt like at home in fantasy in this chapter. I, I, okay. I, I, <laughs> I was reading it thinking, oh, Alicia's really gonna like this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is with me, but I love fantasy when it gets really dark. Yep. You know what's interesting? I actually even made a note of this. I wanted to talk about it. My experience of reading this scene now is totally different from every other time I've ever read it. Yeah. I've always kind of, it seemed much darker and menacing. Like I really got those, those colours and those flavours through all of the scenes that I've never gone down into before before it was like very a very kind of innocent perspective because mm -hmm. like the first time I read this book I was you know like a naive never done anything kind of person mm -hmm. and and you know now I've had all of you know and even over the years I would kind of skate through it because I knew the story I knew the characters and it was just like a a lovely reminder but this yeah. like really getting down and reading every sentence mm -hmm. I really it was kind of delicious actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was this had a lot a lot of darkness to it but in that way that it pulls you in you're like I want I kind of want to be there like yeah I don't want to be Garyan but I want to be like a ghost in the room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when we first when we come into the chapter uh garen realizes that they're in you know like a hallway in a stone place in a long hallway and he's looking at flagstones mm -hmm. and he's sort of his head's bobbing um and then he realizes that there are two men carrying him between them and, you know, he could still taste and smell the stuff that was on the cloth that was pushed under his face. And he, he tries to look around. So 
what do you think of the guys carrying him? I kind of loved the description. <laughs> yeah, they they reminded me of the glimpse we got back when they were docked on the in the boat and they mm-hmm. could see a few of them with the shaved heads and like mm-hmm. the eyeliner and all that stuff. But the guy that has a missing eye and like the scar. Isis. Yeah, all the way down his face. That's pretty intense. <laughs> I know. Like I've, I'm reading it and like, and I, I've never really paused as I said, like paused to get a clear, clear picture of him. He's never yeah. seemed quite as menacing as he did today when I read it. Like I could see the scar coming down his whole face through his empty eye socket. Mm-hmm. He was really like, he looks really vicious in my head. Like his head's not quite shaved smooth. It's a bit stubbly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that too. So he is like the one in charge at the moment. Yes. Um, telling He's Garyan, the head bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Telling Gary and uh, are asking if he could stand up and ordering him to get up. And mm-hmm. he orders the other, I guess there's two others there. He t- tells them to bring him. So mm-hmm. they each grab him, right? And then mm-hmm. they start going, moving down this corridor towards some place. Yeah. I get like a visit. It's like the, the way they describe the interior. It's like all very dark and you moist. You feel like they're... I imagine they're beneath the city somewhere. Like the <gasps> do big you? City. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Like the city, wherever, what is it called? Uh, Naisa. Yeah. Naisa. No, no. It's this tall. Right. That's it. That There's obviously some head place, right? Where, where Salmistra resides. Uh-huh. So beneath that place. Like is where they are now. The ground. That's what I imagine. <gasps> oh, I've never thought about that. I love that because I get I get like a visceral reaction in my body when when Garion reaches his hand out and touches the wall and it's like damp and covered with some kind of mold. I'm like I get a like a reaction. Can you imagine the smell? What it must smell like? What does it talk about? The smell. No, but just imagine, like, if it was that damp and wet and that stuff growing on the exactly. wall. Exactly. And, and snakes mm-hmm. stink. Oh, that's right. I mean, they don't have a bathroom or anything. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, as They're we go... They're shedding their, their dead skins just everywhere. Oh, like, as they walk through, there's, like, snakes everywhere and and yeah like it would stink oh I've never thought about that before either oh this is fun (laughs) keep going so Isis he tells um this this like young guy to go tell is it Sadi Mm -hmm. Sadi Sadi I always say it's Sadi yeah I saw Sadi first too yeah um, the chief eunuch, which made me laugh, is <laughs> because of Game of Thrones, that, that we have the boy. So he's telling this guy to go tell the chief eunuch they have the boy. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this young person's just like mouthy, says, no, go tell him yourself. I don't take orders from you. And so he threatens him, like, 
Yeah, I'm trying to he smacks ex- it. exert his yeah his dominance over him. Yeah, absolutely. He just slaps him across the face, and the plump little eunuch gets all pissy and oh my god, you made me bleed. See? <laughs> yeah. So they are told to bring the boy to Saudi, and so they they head over there. But along the way, they are. There's more of the, the people who are like the slaves. Is that mm-hmm. what they're the slaves um, lined up there. And he's like, be- one of them's begging them for water as they're passing by. Yeah. And it's just a really good visual of, you know, again, the smell, <laughs> what the smell must be down there with those people there too, who aren't getting proper water, or food, or place to use the bathroom. And, um, well, I guess if there's yeah. not much going in, there's not much coming out either. Probably not. That could, be my random, of... that could be my random <laughs> fact for the day. I would imagine there's a lot of vomiting happening, though. Well, if there's nothing in there to come up, there would be even... maybe retching, but not vomiting. Well, like stomach bile. There's only so much of that that can come up. <laughs> this is excellent randomness. For any of you who are new to the show, in the show notes every week, I include a random fact. It could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one to know. If you're not drinking or eating, do you still go to the bathroom? How long does it take for the process? So then you're just dying as soon as you stop going to the bathroom. Exactly. You don't shit, you die. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be. I think it's a fact. It's a thought. <laughs> Uh, it's something my mum used to say to me when I was little. Yeah. It must be true. <laughs> so then they have the conversation about why is he still talking? His tongue should be cut out, you know, and you don't want to be caught letting this guy still have his tongue because then you have to answer. Now, this I was very excited about because I started thinking. because so, so the people that you don't want to let know that this guy still has his tongue is uh-huh. other priests. And I'm like, priests? priests? I don't know anything about these priests of Nis, of these Nissan priests. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, I want to know. I want to know why they're so scary. What is it that they do? That's so scary. I don't know that thing. This is a thing I don't know. <laughs> you see, I think that's why I like this chapter. It reminded me there's moments that reminded me of Harry Potter with snake stuff. Mm. And then moments that reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Cause when you read all of the background stories, um, and also a lot of the story is in the, the online game that I was really into for a while um, <laughs> about, and there's a lot of like priest stuff happening. Mm? That's they're, they're dark, like dark priests and they're doing all this dark magic. Is and- that right? Yeah. Is I that in the having... book or just the game? I'm not sure if it might be in a cell. How you can't ever pronounce it. Selmarillion. Selmarillion. Sel. Yeah. 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 Right. I think Selmarillion. Sil. 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 Yeah. Sil. Sil. Selmarion. There we go. We got there in the end. <laughs> Anyways, I think they might have, I have still have yet to read through the whole thing, but I think priests might be 
touched on in there, but they are very much in the game. Mm. And this is the online um, like MMORPG games. Mm -hmm. I don't know about video games, but yeah, the priest stuff gets me excited too because oh. I I have that image in my head of these priests that they use they use the magic and it just like summons it from their yeah. hand. And they're just like so like they're the things I'm wondering. Do they do magic? What do they do? Are they mm -hmm. just very bad people? I don't know. Me neither. Good question. And that's something, a thing I don't know about Belgariad. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so they have like the whole conversation that's just really awful about watering these animals. They're no good to us dead. All that stuff. Um, oh, this is this is the place where Garion first notices um, because Isis and they're trying to walk through the hallway, and he says, "Get over there with the others." And, and then that's kick, when, he kicked. Does he kick it? Or like nudges it with his foot or something? I don't know. Oh no! He just says, "Out of it my is. way." Yeah, get out of my way. Get over there with the others. And that's when Garion realized he'd heard, he could hear the scales rubbing together. <laughs> ah. That was the sound for me that made me cringe. Because it's not just a snake. There's a seething mass over in the corner, very shadowy, where this sound is kind of this rustling, disturbing sound is coming from. So there's mm -hmm. the whole buttload of snakes and i think they're fairly large yeah i'm a, i imagine a bunch of naginis <laughs> yeah me too around me too. each other <laughs> me too. Oh. wrapping around each other oh. but it's interesting snakes are very dry i was at a party dressed as uh Dark Angel, actually, if I can find a photo, I will include it in the show notes. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm boobs out and wings on, baby. <laughs> and, and they had like uh, the photos that they were taking. They, were, they had snakes so you could hold them. And I've never held a snake before. And it was really muscular. It was like just a muscle, mm -hmm. which I imagine it is. It was so strong and it was quite beautiful and smooth. Like, mm -hmm. so that was unexpected. Yeah, you'd almost expect them to have like this slimy, slippery yes. sensation that they would just like slide right out of your grip. Kind but of they thing. don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. They're very heavy too. So, <laughs> this just reminds me of like the scene coming up. And I don't know how far we are from it. But, but let me see. So they've got to go to they've got to go to Sadi first. So let's get to Sadi and then we'll go to the next scene. So Isis is very like nonchalant about the whole snake thing. One of the one of the people that are with him says, you know, you should be a bit careful. You're gonna get bit one day. Isis is like, oh whatever. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about how we go in and meet Sadi. They arrive to where Saudi is waiting for them. And he's really kind of gruff, just like Isis is. What oh, do you think Gar so? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Because Garen asks if he could have a drink of water. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, he's ignored, right? And then... No, he says, uh, Sadi says, in a minute. Oh, in a minute. Okay. In a minute. Um, and, then he, and then he wants to make sure that uh, Isis has brought the right boy mm -hmm. before he pays him. Yeah. All right, right, right. And this is the part with a voice comes out of the corner and says, ask it what its name is. Yes. And Saudi replies, I will, Moss. Mm-hmm. Some strange name. Yes. <laughs> it's like calling him Moss, like it grows on the walls. Um, M-A-A-S. Right. So Gary and Lies tells him his name is Doroon. That was a nice throwback. Yes. <laughs> so we haven't heard of him in a while. And then they obviously they don't believe him. And so Moss tries to, to you know, he says it's lying. And <laughs> Saudi is like, I know that they always do at first. So they say give it or it, which I assume is some type of concoction, tonic thing yeah, that yeah. is gonna make yeah. him tell the truth. Mm -hmm. and so we know that moss at this point we know it's a snake right uh um, i think garyan's already we don't we don't know that yet no it's just coming from the shadows the yeah voice. it's just a hissing whisper coming from the shadow behind garyan so saudi offers him a drink he goes and gets something offers him the drink and garyan says i guess i'm not really thirsty after all I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so they make him drink it though and they start asking questions again and he's he's still answering the same at first but then mm -hmm. he slowly feels himself the pull to share more and share more before he's telling them everything yep you know yep everything so they get the whole story about Aunt Paul, mr wolf yep even king Fulrat comes up again yep he tells them basically their whole little journey that they've been on Pretty so much. far. It's a very <laughs> succinct and excellent uh, Garion's view uh -huh. <laughs> of the story so far. <laughs> yeah. So then they know that this is the boy. This is the boy we want. Mm -hmm. So they decide they can take them, take him to Salamisra now. Mm -hmm. So Garion, but Garion turns around and in the corner, this is where he sees, it says, rearing out of its own coils and with strangely flattened neck and glowing eyes was a very large snake mm -hmm. who is moss. <laughs> the and one that's so, talking. Yes. So how did you picture, like, I see a big cobra. Yeah, flat neck. Yeah. It has to be like a cobra. That's what, yeah. But a very large one. A very that, large one. So this is the part that creeps me out because oh, yeah. he feels the snake on his leg first. I just got shivers. I just got shivers. Slowly wraps itself up his body around him. And then his head, the snake's head is resting like right by his cheek. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be functioning anymore. I would have passed out. Yeah. But there is a snake's head. But because he's had this orit and he's, you know, he's been knocked out by whatever drug knocked him out and then they've given him this orit. So he's kind of discon discon disconnected and it's calmed him down and kind of, uh, 
because it says here, even though a hidden part of his mind shrieked, he didn't resist the the um, snake, you know, curling itself around him. Yeah. So then they pay Isis's money and they go on their way to Salmistra. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point that the dry voice comes up for Gary and starts talking to him. Mm-hmm. Says, I want you to listen carefully. Don't say anything or let anything show on your face. Just listen to me. Uh, Gary tries to figure out who is talking to him. He says, you know me. They've given you something that makes you do what they want you to do. Don't fight against it. Just relax. Yeah. And so he, he continues like the conversation and the voice is just telling him, you know, you're going to find yourself doing and saying things that aren't you, but don't worry. That's me. It's not them controlling yeah. you, but you is basically saying you have to stay relaxed though, or it's not going to work. Yeah. And that's a really, um, I like the metaphor. Yeah. For, uh, or oh, is this something you're going to talk about later? Yeah, it's my. Okay. That's fine. I'll my, leave it then. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So they had that whole conversation and he feels like a little bit of relief and comfort to know that this voice is going to try to help him get out of yep. the situation. Yeah. So, and they head off to, uh, they, enter, they go into a large room with that has an enormous statue, you know, at one end. And then there's like a stone platform in front of the statue and on the platform is like a divan a large a large divan with a mirror beside it and there's a woman on the divan who is stunningly beautiful with long dark ringlets and a gown that hides nothing at all Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, actually. They talk about her gown is so diaphanous, like it's so it's gauzy and really seems only to serve the purpose to have something to attach her adornment, like her jewels and things to. And every yeah. time I read that, I think, no, you know, if you attach a jewel to a really gauzy piece of fabric, it's going to snag and sag and look really <laughs> weird. It's not going to look nice. <laughs> this is how my brain works. Yeah. Unless they're extremely light and tiny. And that's the picture I tried to construct in my head when my imagination starts saying, this is dark, just doesn't look nice. It switched to little tiny jewels all over. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this could work. Yep, yep, yep. That could work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, she's just, just lying there looking in the mirror. Yeah. Strange. And her, it says her eyes were pale mm-hmm. and colorless which I thought was interesting because you think of like almost the albino because her skin is described as extremely white. And her hair's black. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's surrounded by shaven-headed eunuchs. And then there's a boy with curly hair in front of her that she plays with his, his curls mm-hmm. while they stare at each other or themselves in the mirror. Or he's staring at her in the mirror or something. So she's staring at herself in the mirror. He's sitting there looking very bored. And this fantastic makeup on and his hair curled. And she's sort of 
idly playing with his hair while she stares at herself in the mirror. So the eunuchs kind of have this chorus. I see them as like they're kind of moaning and in 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 utter adoration of Queen Salmistra, you know, oh, you know, almost, almost, you know, having little vocal orgasms because the eunuchs that can't do the other thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, they kind of they it's like sort of they sing. Like, like a chant. Like they chant, they chant what they say or they moan it or they sing it or something. You know, the queen mm-hmm. has visitors and then, ah, the others, visitors. You know, it's very mm-hmm. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a cult. Yes. Like she's devised this cult around her. She's got them brainwashed and who knows. It does. So they arrive and say they have the boy and she summons moss to her mm-hmm. and so the snake you know uncoils itself from Garion to go wrap itself around her and she's almost like almost like it's a lover of some kind the way it she does it does seem that way like well the the eunuchs call mass the beloved serpent mm-hmm. yeah conjures all kinds of pictures yeah who knows what she does down there (laughs) i don't want to be a part of it (laughs) i haven't ever thought too hard about it but as i say i am appreciating all the lovely darkness about this chapter this time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because she welcomes garyan but she instantly calls him bell garyan she does so she seems to know a little bit of what's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's as she's addressing him and starting to speak to him that he's starting to have reactions that, because he realizes how attractive she is at the same time that he's still in a weird haze from whatever they gave him, but he's also a part of him is probably terrified too. Mm-hmm. I mentioned so it's like all this stuff spinning around inside of him. He's like, and he feels almost like she's she's approaching him in this seductive way well the he sort bit. of it feels like she's hungry like almost like she wants to consume him or something yeah yeah and i envision it though is like yeah she probably could i mean she probably maybe turns into a snake and eats people or something oh my god well i've never thought about that but but there's also like the sexual aspect of it for her i feel like oh totally. like it turns her on yeah to scare people i think like she seems to be it's just described as overripe an overripe promise of unspeakable delights yeah but along with those delights comes very many (laughs) terrifying things i'm not going to disagree with you Yes, it says a strange confusion seemed to fill Carrion's mind Mm -hmm. as she's approaching him. He's afraid, but strangely attracted to the queen. Mm. She Mm. tells him to not be afraid. I won't hurt you unless you want me to. (laughs) Hello. Tell me that's not sexual. Oh, no, I'm not, because it is. No, I know you're not. (laughs) 
<laughs> and his duties apparently will be very pleasant. And she can teach him things that Polgara has never even dreamed of. Yeah, I believe it. Right. And so then we hear up from that that little, I call him a little boy, but the young man who with the curly hair mm-hmm. um, starts complaining and saying, get away from him. Like, <laughs> you don't like it. You don't give attention to other people. He gets really pouty. So we find out his name is Essia. Uh-huh. And he's very demanding of her, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Like a, he reminds me a little bit of Sinidra here. Oh, okay. Way, yeah. The way he pouts and complains and yep. he's like, do as I say it once, you know? And he's he's saying, I'll punish you. He's saying all of this to Salmistra. So Again, that just makes me think that she's played a game with this guy to make him believe that, um, it, you know, probably during their sexual encounters, yep. she likes having that role of feeling like she's controlled or something like yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. And so so he, she, though, tells him that it's time for him to leave. Yes. And, and he doesn't take that very well. No, I can't believe it. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, what am, I, what am I supposed to do? I don't have a life without you kind of thing. And that's, again, why I think that she's probably brainwashing these people. Mm-hmm. Has them under some kind of a spell. Oh, sorry. I just ripped off a piece of paper towel in front of the microphone. <laughs> How very professional of me. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, so he's pouty. He's woken up from the illusion, from the lovely sensual game that he's been a part, been a pawn in, and is told to get out, leave. Don't want you here anymore. You're boring. Yeah. I have a new consort. Mm. Oh, if I was Gary and I would be so scared right now. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I don't want any part of this. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So Essia is on his way out, but he stops to blame Garion for this, mm-hmm. saying, you did this. If you hadn't come, I would still be with her right now. And so he tries to attack him. Uh, it says, um, suddenly out of the folds of the robe draped over his arm, he pulled a small dagger. I'll fix you, he screamed, raising the dagger to strike. And, and then, this- yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is where there's this surge of force with comes without any warning that pushes Estio away. Mm-hmm. It's like he, he's slashing in the air, fighting something, but there's nothing there to fight, but he's still being pushed back. Mm-hmm. He tries to lunge again, and again, the same surge comes forward. Uh, and it's like protecting Garion from, mm-hmm. from his attacks. But it's stronger the second time and he's thrown away and he falls on the floor. Essia mm-hmm. falls on the floor. Yeah. And then Salmistra gets really angry. Points, you know, sends her attack snake with a snap of her fingers. He flies out, little green snake, flies out from beneath her divan mm. and bites Essia on the leg and then just kind of slithers to the side and watches as Essia <laughs> dies Ugh. horribly. Mm-hmm. 
green froth shot like a fountain from his mouth. Yeah. Talking about bile. Huh? That's like all the last of his. All of it. <laughs> yeah. So then her little followers are all um, chanting their praise. And Justice and stone. Yeah. And it's interesting oh. though. So Mistress watching all of this. Uh-huh. And she's 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 just her eyes are dead. There's no interest. Not anger, not regret. Just it's just happening and she just doesn't care. Right. Yep. Ba ba chapter over. Oh. I have a feeling this book is probably gonna leave me on a cliffhanger. <laughs> The good thing is we're going to go right into the next one. So I don't have to wait too yes. long. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be like, I, I haven't worked it out yet. There'll be some, we'll be some chapters into book three when we break for summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll be a fair way in because we haven't even started spring yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably be like half-ish, close to half. So maybe we'll get the first, the, you know how they're broken up into um, countries. Yeah, we could stop after the first. Let me see. What's the, let me see. What is the next book called? It is called Magician's Gambit. And let me see. Ah, you know what? Yep. Part one is Maragor and it only has six chapters. Oh, we'll we'll probably get through that. Yep. And then, oh, this the next book actually has four different sections. So probably the first two. That'll be cool. Okay, great. Uh, we'll be like halfway. Yeah. Kind of. Okay, so now we go into the magic. The magic that yeah. stood out to us or that we resonated with or that just intrigued us. What was yours? Right. So this is where I was going to talk about the dry voice when you were going to say something yes. and didn't. I don't know if this is what you got out of it, but I took the voice. So the way it was speaking to him this time it reminded me of what everybody talks about, the higher the higher self inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the the one the one mind or the universal mind, the, the one that knows everything. Mm-hmm that our little limited minds don't is, is the voice speaking to Garion. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was cool. The magic to me seemed like that the voice is always there with him and it comes in when it knows it's needed. Mm-hmm. So, so it's I always thought, there. And that's so, it's such a beautiful point of magical realism. Like this, this is real stuff that happens with all of us Uh and the thing that I was going to say before was the fact that he needs to completely relax and allow it to work through Mm -hmm. him yeah that's the part that's the that's the thing that kind of stood out to me because that's that's Mm -hmm. how it works you want spirit to work through you you want that divine force to work through you you need to get the fuck out of your own way Mm -hmm. yep which is essentially what has happened to him with all the drugs. 
That's funny. She can do it without drugs too. Yes, you certainly can. <laughs> Meditation. Uh, it's all, and there's all kinds of ways to meditate. Don't be getting that picture of someone in bloody lotus position on a cushion. Fucking bullshit. You can meditate. <laughs> How often have you had a meditation teacher swearing at you with the F-bomb? <laughs> in an encouraging way. Not very often, I imagine. Um, <laughs> lots of ways. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, magic. My magic. My magic is... Ah, the protective aura that saves Garion from Essia's knife. Yeah. I really like I that. I want to know more about that. Well, and we will, so I will leave it there. Okay. <sighs> Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we go right into real life relating. What's yours? Yeah. I went back to the voice again because it's the, the feeling of a talking voice in my head, which I, like you say, we all have it, but there's a difference between the talking voice. that's like your ego, just telling you all a bunch of bullshit. And then like you say, clearing the way so that the truth, the true voice can come through. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling that true voice this last few days, especially so powerfully just and I feel like I've been having conversations with the voice just like Gary and does mm-hmm. and so that's just my real life relating that's cool <laughs> yeah it's been very interesting mm-hmm. to say the least there's been a couple times where I actually feel like I connected to somebody else's mind as well and was talking to them through their mind mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I must sound crazy, but that's no, you that's... don't. Well, you, you do know who you're talking to, don't you? Right. Don't worry about I anyone know, else. I, just, I know you don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm just promising the listeners I am not. There no. is some real magic like that. That's you just real. To... That's just real magic. We've all had those moments. We've mm. all had those moments of connection. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked before about how I would think a question, my mum would answer it and right. the other way around. Right. Those kinds of moments, if you're a parent or if you're very close to someone, you feel, you feel the thing. It's, it, I have. It's, my... it's so clear in moments, you know. Yeah. I've done that with my younger daughter, but this mm-hmm. one was somebody I wasn't actually in proximity with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. It was just all of a sudden, like, I heard them in my head talking to me. And I'm like, huh? And then uh-huh. I, like, answered in my head. And then I got an answer back. And I'm like, that was <laughs> fun. That's <laughs> beautiful. Like, a few weeks ago, I was talking about having a conversation with my drum, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, yeah. see, I hear other people say and I just accept it. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. There are lots of people, like, people who listen to this show... Maybe there are some who will never come back and that's okay because they're not our people. But the people who keep listening to this show and there are quite a number of you darlings out there, Uh they don't think we're entirely crazy, I think. But, you know, it's not fun if it's not crazy. Well, maybe we're just crazy enough to be very entertaining (laughs) or at least mildly amusing. (laughs) That's true. (sighs) What are we up to? You have to share your real life relating. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, maybe I was trying to distract. 
I was in a very vulnerable moment when I wrote my real life relating. Okay. Oh. So Essia's, Essia, the, uh, the consort that some Mr. Boots and gets bit by the snake, his mm-hmm. realisation that some Mr. is utterly dismissing him. Um, I really felt yeah. that physically this time. Just mm-hmm. the, 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 I felt the hit and the sudden drop of my stomach. Um, which is interesting because I think he's a little shit, a whiny, moany little shit. I don't like him, but I felt that that moment of utter dismissal where he was just like in disbelief mm-hmm. about what was happening. Because um, there, there were times at school uh, when I would think I was included only to become the centre of what ended up to be a bullying session or just a... And I would feel that that hit... Mm-hmm. That utter kind of just desolation. It's, it's, yeah. oh, I'm going to cry. It's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my real life relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate that stuff happens. That's why, too, I want to write that children's series because it's going to deal with those bullying. Like oh, wonderful. Yeah. Get on that. Get on that. Yeah. I'm working on it. All right. So we're up to Prophecy Speaks now. Yes, Prophecy Speaks, we are. Okay, I'll do mine. So, and I just, yeah, thanks. As I was trying to think of a question to ask, I thought uh, the question that I'm going to ask is the question I thought of first of all, and then I'm like trying to talk myself out of it. How do I ask that? Is it rubbish? Is it there? And then I realized that it's probably connected to this real life relating moment that I sort of popped out, pulled through Mm -hmm. in this uh, moment of sinking down. So this is what happens when you sink down into your fiction stories. It's a conduit for this deep, deep stuff to come through and make itself available to you to process and kind of know yourself in far more intimate ways. Like I've just, you know, talked about this thing with bullying at school. I don't think about that stuff very, like, right. hardly at all anymore. Because I've done mm-hmm. so much work with that shadow stuff. Yeah. And then it doesn't come up. And then every now and then I have this really kind of deep emotional, you know, pull down into something that's still there and is, you know, looking for a way out. And so I realized that the question I'm going to ask is connected um, to, to that. And bear with me, I'll get there. So my question is, I am being such a bitch in the manger. So you've heard of dog in the manger. You know, you can't have something, but you don't want someone else to have the same thing that you don't want. I'm being such a bitch in the manger when it comes to a friend who decided I wasn't really that close of a friend, told me I was too much, too pushy, too forcing, basically, you know, just ghosted me and I was very hurt why can't I just let that shit go? And 
And so this is the, this, there's a couple of layers here. So I go, why can't I let this go? And then put myself into, like try to just flip myself around to the other side of this question. I've just asked, you know, she told me I was too much, too pushy, too forcing. And then I flip around here and I'm forcing myself in this question, why can't you just bloody let this go? Like push, 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 force, force, force. Mm -hmm. So that was an interesting little thing that I picked up just in the asking of the question, the way I phrased it. Yeah. And I also think it's to do with this, um, like a defence, you know, feeling like I was included only to discover Mm -hmm. that it's not true. And in this particular instance, I know that it was true. Anyway, anyway, it's very complicated. I hope I'm making some kind of sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So, so I am, I'm going to let the question stand as it is. Why can't I let it go? Because maybe something will come up and connect everything and I'll have something else to work with. Because I, I can't, I just. This has happened recently. Well, it's been about a year, probably. In fact, it was one of the first podcast episodes we ever did. I, like I was I talking about this. It had just happened. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if it was that same instance. Yes, it is. So it's, it's come up again this last week. Um, but interesting that my potion didn't contain any of it. Right. My potion was full of beautiful things and my my question for, for prophecy is tied in. It sort of it came it, it then came up through the what I was reading. And maybe that's why I slipped so easily into this luscious dark space when I was reading the the chapter too, anyway, because that's where I am in my in my shadows a little bit. So why can't I let this shit go, please, universe? Tell me. Oh, oh, but I'm using a book called Wild Swans, Three Daughters of China. It's by Zhong Chang. The next decision of the Revolutionary Committee was to order all the capitalist roaders out of the compound to make room for the new leaders. My family was assigned some rooms at the top of a three-storey house which had been the office of a now defunct magazine. There was no running water or toilet on the top floor. We had to go downstairs even to brush our teeth or to pour away a cup of leftover tea. But I did not mind because the house was so elegant and I was thirsty for beautiful things. Unlike our apartment in the compound, which was a featureless cement block, Our new residence was a splendid brick and timber double fronted mansion with exquisitely framed reddish brown colored windows under gracefully curving eaves. The back garden was dense with mulberry trees and the front garden had a thick vine trellis, a grove of oleander, a paper mulberry and a huge nameless tree whose pepper like fruit grew in little clusters inside the folds of its boat shaped brown and crispy leaves. I particularly loved the ornamental bananas and their long arc of leaves, an unusual sight in a non-tropical climate. 
I know what it is. You do? Yes, I know what it is. There are a lot of parallels going on mm -hmm. in this person's life and mine at the moment. And hers seem uh, so exciting as well. This is the thing, so exciting and like um, beautiful and 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 ceremonial and like all of the flamboyant things that she accused me of being. Mm -hmm. And the thing, those same things that are going on in my life are just like just normal everyday things. And I'm comparing myself to that. What's going on for me and me to her. I think I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not enough, even though I was accused of being too much. I'm not enough of the right thing. And yet these things that I sit here and, and compare myself to and say, well, this isn't much, this is just flat and every day a bit boring. It's beautiful. Like mm -hmm. is exactly the way I want it is beautiful. And doesn't need to be any other way. And it could just be a reminder of shifting your perception of it. Did you pick anything you, up? Yeah, I think just shifting your perception of uh, the the it described two different kinds of houses and yes. living and all that. That you really have that one. The one that's described as beautiful and all of that, even if it doesn't seem as exciting, because also remember you're seeing it probably through social media, right? Her posts and stuff. I do. It's the only way I see it now. And so, so many people embellish for social media purposes. You don't know if it's even true to compare yourself to it. You know that what you have is authentic and beautiful. And that's what matters. Thank you for seeing all the beautiful things and reflecting it back to me. I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's the truth. Because that's what I picked up when I was hearing it was, was that you didn't bring this up in your cup because you already have that house that has all those beautiful <laughs> things. Right? Oh, my Lord, I do. <laughs> So it's, it just comes up as like little, I have to sink much. down into the shadows to dredge it up. This, this, these are these stories that I'm still yeah, telling. And it's almost like she's still trying to poke at you a little bit. And I'm sure her posts are intentionally for you. Oh no, that. absolutely but, not. No, not at all. But it still feels like that too. You know, like every little yeah, thing is take it still all little... kind of person. This is like I'm being a total bitch, trying really hard not to be, but am like not out loud, of course, because you know I don't know, I don't do that, <laughs> I don't do that. But like yeah. inside me, like I'm like attacking myself with all of this. Hmm. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, <laughs> oh my God, I am a very complicated person. So why you can't let it go is just a simple shift in perception. Yes, I know. Simple, not easy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I would need to put that on a t-shirt. Simple, not easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. We can make that our slogan for the podcast. 
No. <laughs> That's a bit dark. <laughs> and a bit weird. Well, that's kind of perfect then, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, it is true of Garion's journey, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, no, it's not really simple either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Your turn. Uh, my prophecy is I want to know where can I speak my truth that will create an immense growth in the amount of people I reach I'm reaching because I'm I'm at a point where I'm ready to like just say it all but I want to find the people who want to listen to what I have to say so I'm not just talking to like deaf ears kind of thing it seems to me that you already did that I did but I want to I want to be able to expand mm-hmm. my reach. Yep. I want to expand my reach. Okay. Like these, these podcasts are amazing, but their reach is also kind of like my reach. It's still. Oh, like no, no. I was talking about the invitation you got. Oh, yeah. That could definitely be a good one. Come on. Ask the question. Throw it out there. Open um, the page. I'm using Life's Golden Ticket again by Brendan Burchard. Because this one always gives me some good stuff. (laughs) But I just like the story. Okay. He taught me how to squint around the shield and spot the weaknesses in an enemy's defense. He also showed me the best crouching position, one in which my legs were flexed, ready to leap forward and thrust my sword when my enemy was vulnerable. Always strike first and strike hard, he said. He spent about a half hour teaching me how to block and thrust and parry and counterattack. A crowd of people had gathered below wondering what was going on. They were able to view just the top half of our bodies. Okay, Willie, Henry said, watching us from behind the captain's wheel. He's ready to go. Oh, he's ready. Let's go. Willie and Henry walked over to the hatch. Willie threw his shield and sword onto the deck and descended below. Henry started to follow. Hey, I called out. Ready for what? Where are you going? It's time we left you alone, Henry said, to fight your enemies. (laughs) Okay. I know there's something in here, but it's not coming to me right now. (laughs) um obviously with the crowd watching and somebody being taught to fight their enemies and now they're leaving him alone to fight his enemies i don't know okay i can't make i can't pull it together so you are fighting you are you are you're putting yourself in to the position of student to learn, to learn, to learn to fight, to learn to do the thing, learn to do the thing. When you're past that already, you're already doing the thing you're asking how to do. Mm. Okay. In all the places that are presented to you, you don't prevaricate. You're not at that, you're not at that, oh no, I'm, I'm not worthy to go into that. You go, oh yes, I'm going in there. I see a door. I'm going through the door. That's what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. So where 
all the places that you're going, that's where, which is every single place that you see an opportunity, you go through that door now. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm trying to phrase questions now in a way that I am not asking to solve any kind of like, like major problem or anything. Because mm -hmm. I'm trying to like eliminate that way of thinking from myself. Yep. So I just threw I threw this out there because it was a question that didn't feel like a problem. <laughs> well, it's, no, but like, does, how does that feel when I say that? It makes sense. I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that I discovered last week that I was still listening to other people's opinions on what I should be doing and not doing. Uh -huh. um, and that um, if I'm still being the student in some ways, I really want to just shed that last bit off because it's time to stop being the student right now, like yep. this moment. Um, to stop having someone how to teach me how to fight my fights and it's not even about fighting a fight it's about uh, just stepping in to the role yep being left alone then, in the role yeah being left alone owning it right <laughs> and I feel that I can feel that inside of me right now Yep. I don't feel afraid to speak anymore. I used to be terrified of it. Yep, yes, you did. <laughs> now the podcast conversations are fun because I'm speaking my truth in them. Yes. It doesn't feel forced. It's just like... But these episodes... You, you, well, these and the, the ones I, I'm being interviewed on, <gasps> talking about yes. what I do. Yep, yep, yep. And it, it helps to do it because then every time you get confirmation back from people of like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so unique or that's, you know, whatever their reaction is, it's always yep. a positive one. And it just helps to fuel you to go further yep. to where more people are going to be listening. Yep. So you're already doing the thing, darling. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Prediction for the next chapter. Mm. I have to say last week I was right on. Oh, I said, I said, we'll find out who took Arian and if he was the only one taken, he might be exposed to Salmistra or some other naissance so we can see more of their culture. True, true, true. You were spot on. You get all the gold stars this week. <laughs> so next chapter, I am predicting that Garion will devise a clever escape, either with the help of the dry voice or whatever that protection was that was coming out of the air. Or I think that Wolf is going to show up and like do a Gandalf move with like, you know, huh. the white wizard glowing and all that stuff. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> in cool. the darkness and save him. Nice. Okay. Hashtag thinking. What do you think? 
Should we keep the hashtag segment or just get rid of it? I like it. I can't see it. Oh. No, no. Should we keep it in the show? Or just. Oh. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's fun. I like it. I was trying to think of something related to Garyan's reaction to Salmisra. It's not coming. To Aroused me. revulsion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. I'm trying to find the. No, see, I like. Where's I like the, that okay. for I like that for a for an episode title. Yeah. Um, how about afraid yet? That's long. Afraid yet strangely attracted. <laughs> what about something That's... with the snakes? What about something with the snakes? Um... Or moss on the wall, uh, uh, um, mold on the walls. <laughs> you could do moss as M A A S. Moss on the wall. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Moss on the wall. Okay, so, uh, so we only have two chapters left. Let me check. I don't want to scroll through and spoil. Myself. No, no, I'll check. We have three chapters left. Okay. <laughs> three chapters left in the book. <laughs> oh, thanks for sticking with us, darling listeners. We're at the end of the episode, just about. Mm-hmm. And I have a special shout out today. Uh, to Steve Ostertag. Oster, Steve, I'm really sorry if I said your last name wrong. Happy for you to leave us a voice message and totally correct my pronunciation. Welcome to the fam. Steve found us on a um, Facebook uh, group, in a Facebook group called David Eddings Fan Club. And there's a couple of really cool Facebook groups for, you know, fans of David Eddings' work, which Alicia's banned. Not allowed in yet because too many spoilers. Oh, I know. So she does see the things that were tagged in, but uh-huh. uh, but not not allowed to go into those groups because far far too many spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're listening to this one first, because you would know the books back and front probably the way that I do. Um, I hope you stick with us. Enjoy. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I saw the new like to the page too. And I got excited. I was like, oh, we got a new person. It is exciting. Um, But if you're if you're listening to the show, obviously you're a fan of David Eddings books, unless you're just a fan of ours, which this is and bless you. But um, if, you, if you're a fan of the books, you'll really love the geeky, geeky gorgeousness going on inside those groups. And I'll put links to them in the show notes so that you can go and find them if you're not, um, if you're not on there. Um, but uh, you can find, and speaking of show notes, you can find all of the extended show notes and links to everything that we talk about on our website, belgariadandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. So head over there and check it out and you can sign up to the mailing list. You can leave a voice message for us. Check for the link in the show notes again and just let us know if you don't want your message to be included on the show. Um, Don't guarantee that you will be included, but, you know, just let us know if you really don't want to be included. You can email Bergari... You can email... (laughs) 
belgariadandbeyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. And Alicia and I are indie artists. And so the best way that you can support this show, if you love this show, is to become a patron. And you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash belgariadandbeyond. There will be a link in the show notes. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at belgariadandbeyond. Yeah. And this episode of the show is brought to you by Sandra's guided meditation, Dust and Starlight. Yeah, so uh, this journey, uh, I wrote it to take you deeper into the parts of yourself that feel unworthy. <laughs> Maybe I should take my own meditation journey today. Um, <laughs> you know, and cr I, I cradle you there in that sacred space where you'll find a voice of kindness which is your voice, you know, that deeper voice or that higher self voice. And it's really elemental. It's really magical. And you'll return from the experience just washed clear uh, by moon-drenched lake water. It's a beautiful, oh, beautiful space. And, you know, you'll have your own wise voice whispering to you in your ears. So I will put a link to that meditation in the show notes. It is my gift to you. It is completely free to um, listen to on the insight timer app and i hope you do and if you do let me know yeah so that's it we're at the end of the show thank you very much and i will be talking at you again next week yep have a good week guys mm -hmm.